Welcome to Morgan Yes for Podcast. Trevor and I want to thank you for listening. Please help us spread the word to your friends and family by telling them to give us a listen. Another way to help the podcast is by subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your favorite podcast player. We cannot thank you enough for listening, and we really appreciate it. Welcome to this edition of Morgan Yes for Podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, Trev and I, essentially, this will be the Super Bowl edition. Really, that's going to be all the talk. And we were just talking before we went on uh, live here. Um, we'll talk about the coaching hires and kind of the free agency and more everything after the Super Bowl, which, you know, obviously is a Sunday at 5 o'clock in Southern California at SoFi Stadium, LA Rams home stadium. Now, it's been funny. For 55 years, it never was in – you know, everybody knew where it was going to be, and it was in a lot of home stadiums. Just that team never got there. And now we're back-to-back years where the home team – and really, um, you know, last year – I believe the Chiefs were favored last year, correct? Yes, they were. But now this year, obviously, the Rams favored by four and a half at their oh, home. I, I could be wrong on that. Now that you say that favored, I, I can't remember, I guess. But you're, you're right, though. The, at least this year, the Rams are favored. Yep, home team favored to win. Now, one thing that's kind of weird, it it can be covered, I believe. This stadium does, like, it's almost like a dome, but it's not, like, enclosed dome, correct? Yeah, they, they had, like, a uh, a weather delay earlier this year, I think during a, maybe even a primetime game where right. everyone's like, well, there's a roof over the stadium, but then they have openings, too, where, like, air can get in. Right. Uh, kind of like the old Dallas Stadium or yep. Lucas Oil when they open up the, the roof. So, there are open areas. I I don't know exactly how they control that or try to. So um, I haven't even looked at the weather, but I assume it's going to be good just because it's It's going to be hot. The hottest Super Bowl in history. Really? Okay. I haven't even seen that yet. It is is the prediction. Obviously, it's still a few days out, but, you know, but but like you said, it's it's it can be closed. So the sun won't necessarily be beating down, but just but with it being not enclosed, obviously, the air is just going to be in there. It's not going to be. 72 degrees like most domes per se so it is going to be i don't know what it is i just read that it was going to be 80 like the hottest super bowl on record i should i'll look that up right now and we're, well i think i think kickoff is supposed to be like three or three thirty their time yeah it's five know, o'clock here so yeah it'd be three o'clock you know probably three twelve or whatever you know most people that have ever worked outside or or golfed or, or whatever the case is, you know, usually the hottest part of the day is like between one and four. It's not necessarily high noon, right? Later afternoon. So it'd be interesting to see, yeah, if that if some of these players aren't in shape, if they maybe have been out uh, doing stuff they shouldn't be because it's Super Bowl week, there's a lot of distractions. Oh, yeah, it is hot there. Um, tomorrow, 89, Friday, 87, Saturday, 87, and Sunday, 86. That's pretty warm for this time. <laughs> at least you know the places that we live so that that actually really could be a factor that uh hydration and uh preparation and staying out of the uh the bars and clubs at night might be a might be a big factor in this one and i i would just think that you know obviously the rams being at least lived there during the season uh so much different than cincinnati wouldn't be very much different than than iowa you know maybe a little bit warmer but it's it gets cold it snows. It's not 90 degrees. It won't, 
I mean, if it gets to 60 degrees, it's a great day. Um, so like you said, that's going to be, that is going to be a factor, I believe. I mean, that that's, it's not 80 degrees. It's almost 90 out. Well, if only the Bengals had an indoor practice facility where they could turn the heat up and replicate the uh, temperature. But that, I believe they're the only team in the NFL without one. Yeah, it's, Mike Brown is uh, not uh, one to spend a lot of money. No, so he's got to wonder if they're staying maybe at a, a Days Inn or Motel 6 or if they got maybe at a campsite while the Rams are staying at the Ritz or yeah. something like that. So, no, I mean, I'm sure they're staying somewhere decent. But, yeah, he well, is, yeah, I would, he's I would well known the Super Bowl, as – The NFL is paying for all this. This isn't even the teams. So. No, he's he's well known as one of the cheapest. But, no, that, that you're right. I didn't realize it was even going to be that warm. So I just heard that it was going to be the hottest. I couldn't have told you – it was gonna be almost 90. So, okay. and that makes sense. I mean, even in Miami, you know, right now it's only 70, 75 degrees, you know, might hit 80, but it doesn't get to 90 very often. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be, you know, seventies, mid seventies, I right. kick off there in California, but close to 90. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit of a difference. So it, it could be something to keep an eye on. All right. So what, what do you think is, you know, the, the story of the Super Bowl, is it the quarterbacks? I, I think that's where it starts. Again, this is Stafford. This is his legacy on the line. Uh, I think he turns 35 just recently or like this week. It, it's very soon that he turns 35. So you yep. figure three, four, five good years left. Um, he, he needs to take advantage of this opportunity. Again, he, he never won a playoff game before coming here. And I, I still see a lot of comments like, well, he hasn't proven anything yet. To me, he has. I mean, he proved that he was not the problem in Detroit. You know, there was games. He had bad games like anyone. But he's proven to me that, yes, he's very good. He was just in a bad organization. Well, Again, just when he has a good team, he, he's got his team to the Super Bowl, the first chance he had. Almost like Burrow. You know, Burrow's you know, first chance he had to make plays and had his team fully healthy for a year, and he got his team there. Almost like they're both, you know, they're they're different ages and they're so much different in their careers, but both of them have taken advantage of really their first opportunity to get there, you know, and they won, you know. So yeah, for Burrow, if, if they lose, I think the storyline will be well, the, the future is bright, right. a lot of years left. If the Rams lose, it'll be Stafford couldn't get it done, and the or even the bigger story potentially will be well, Sean McVay can't get it done in the Super Bowl 0 and 2. Yep. The Rams are idiots for trading away all these draft picks, even though say. they're really damn good. They they haven't figured out. They have a system that works clearly. I think two Super Bowls in four or five years now, whatever it is. So I think those will kind of be the headlines depending on how the game goes. Yeah, yeah. If the Rams don't win it, it's just gonna be what do you have to do to win it? I mean, they've they've essentially sold their soul to the NFL gods to get themselves there. You know, their their draft uh capital is gone. You know, they, they've made good draft picks. They went and tried to – they knew where they were deficient, and they went and fixed that. It was what you're supposed to do. And if they don't get – yeah, McFay's going to question himself. Yeah, and a Burrow doesn't, doesn't win, yeah, it's his second year long time coming. But I believe we talked about this last week. You don't know how many opportunities you're going to have, both for Stafford and Burrow, Bengals and the Rams – you know, the Rams obviously have won a Super Bowl before with St. Louis, uh, but they were there just a few years ago and didn't get it done. And then obviously Cincinnati hasn't been there in 30 some years, you know, 1989 Boomer Sison, And 
was Collinsworth on that team or was he on the earlier team uh, that played in the Super Bowl? You know, and he's going to be calling the game. I think he was on the 89, 88, 89 team, whatever that. I think, I think that was the one, but yeah, you're right. He and Al Michaels are, are going to be calling the game. I'd have to look that up to double check on that, but I believe you're right. Yeah, so, so that's going to be, that'll be fun for him. You know, um, obviously he's going to have, he will be a professional, but don't kid yourself. He's going to be cheering for the Bengals. Um, he's always kind of been that way. And you should, that's a team. I don't know if he played for anybody else. Um, you know, that time of the NFL, people didn't change as much. And, and he wasn't a number one receiver or anything that got traded or anything. He just was there, was the Bengals guy, just a solid receiver and, and did his job and then went into the TV after, after he was done. Yeah. I don't know if he played for anyone else either. Um, I'm Googling that real quick, just cause, uh, I, interesting to, to hear what that would be, but no, you're right. I mean, he, he had a solid career. Obviously he's going to be rooting for the, uh, the Bengals. Uh, no, he, he played for the Bengals his entire career. Right. So, um, nice career, not any hall of fame type player or anything like that, but a, a solid player. So yeah, he'll definitely be rooting for the, the Bengals. And like you said, he'll, he'll try to do the best he can to not be biased and I'm, I'm sure they'll do a great job. Yeah. I'd say I, I like that crew. Um, it was, it was kind of, I just, uh, you know, 2006 is when Al Michaels uh, went to NBC and they started that Sunday night football. I just, that's way too long ago, in my opinion. I mean, it was, it doesn't seem that long ago, 15 years ago and uh, 16 years ago when that started. Obviously, John Madden was still doing it then for a few more years with him. And then Collinsworth came in, but uh, no, very good. You know, I think the other story is Zach Taylor is coming off the, McVay coaching tree you know McVay's only 36 37 years old he's younger than I am and he's already I mean everybody wants guys off his staff and everything already and Zach Taylor which kind of a little bit of a local connection played for Nebraska was a good quarterback under uh, Bill ha Bill Callahan kind of the forgotten time there in Nebraska right after Solich uh, before uh, uh, Pelini you know and, and kind of that transition away from traditional Nebraska, Osborne, Solich, and to the modern, more modern offenses and everything, and really the start of the downfall. But Zach Taylor was a good quarterback for them. Yeah, he was. And, and there was a lot of people asking if, if he's a good coach and in all these things. And he comes from a bay tree, like you said. Uh, and one thing, one thing I did want to bring up, and at least the shows I have watched this week, there might have been some that have talked about this, but not that I've seen because I don't want to try and still credit. You know, we talk about a lot of shows that we watch on here. Nope. I was just thinking about this. The Bengals defense in the second half in the playoffs this year, they're only giving up 6.3 points per game. They gave up three against the Chiefs in the second half, 10 against the Titans, and six against the Raiders. So I think that's kind of an underrated headline because everyone's talking about the quarterbacks, the coaches, the receivers. And they, they've made big interceptions, uh, you know, big turnovers at, at key times in all the games. And they did that. They did the same thing to the Chiefs in the regular season. Was it? It wasn't the last game. It was the second to last game. Didn't they play? Yeah, I believe it was second, either second or third to last game. Because I think their last game was against the Browns to end the season, I believe. Yeah. But real towards the end of the year, they did the same thing. You know, the, the Brown or, uh, you know, the Chiefs had a lead. 
but then just couldn't get anything. And then the Bengals came back and, and won the game just like they did uh, in the uh, playoffs last, you know, two weeks ago. You, We talked about this a little bit. You like the two weeks or it's almost like you talk about it for three or four days, you forget about it for a week. And now we're, you know, three, four days away. And now we start talking about it again. That's my only thing against it. I, I do like the two weeks. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because I'll, I'll, take this a little bit further than what you thought maybe or maybe what you are thinking I do like it just let the let the players get rested up um you, you want all the best players out there if they can if someone's dinged up and they're you know if an extra few days can help them you're right though it does start off really high then there's kind of a dead period and then about this time you know this week it starts heating back up and so I do like it for that and that takes me into this point of you know, whoever runs for president for the next election, if they come out and say, hey, we're going to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a, a national holiday, <laughs> they're probably going to get my vote, regardless of what I've heard about them or know about them. So I, I just think that's something that needs to happen. I agree. And, you know, and and there's talk of putting it on, on Saturday. I don't know how that works. I mean, I think that would be good. But if you look at people know Super Bowl Sunday and it's been Super Bowl Sunday forever and it's hard to change that. And I'm sure TV people know, and and this would change if the next day was a holiday, but Saturday night is not primetime TV watching for people. Sunday night is. I mean, I, you remember when I was a kid, you were a kid, it was like big movies were on that night, like the Disney movies were always on, or, you know, it was always you, you were watching football on CBS, and then you went to 60 Minutes, and then it was a movie or Dateline or something. I mean, it was just... That's what you did. Sunday nights, you watch TV. I don't, and, you know, and obviously TV just in general is down, uh, but people are home getting ready for work. Now, if it's a holiday the next day, then that gets back to more like a Saturday night where you don't have to be at home. If you don't care about watching the game and with your friends and everything at a house, you can go out and have a good time and not go to work the next day. So I don't know what the TV people would say on that it's just like the national championship game always being on a monday night and foot in college football and college basketball uh they do that because that's when people are home to watch tv if they put it on saturday night they're just not going to watch it no I, I think you're exactly right i mean sunday and mondays even tuesdays tuesdays are kind of a weird day in the week in my opinion but sunday and monday you're right that's most of the time when people are home sunday they've got to get ready for a new week of work at least most of us do that are yeah. You know, not Reco recovering from Friday and Saturday is what's yeah happens. and then Mondays you know we go to work Monday you got to go back for Tuesday so th those are the two best days I mean I kind of thought about that too Saturday wouldn't be the worst option but in my opinion let's just make the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday a national holiday and, and I will give you know Cincinnati schools no school on Monday win or lose they did it as soon as they got to the Super Bowl no schools kudos to the superintendent or whoever made that decision that's just smart you you want Cincinnati hasn't been there since 1989 you want your city and your people and everything to have a good time enjoy it win or lose absolutely I, I hadn't heard that yet so that's cool they've they've uh they've got it figured out in my opinion so uh <laughs> let's let's get Monday off the books after the Super Bowl but it seems like that gets brought up almost every year and you know, no presidents had the 
the guts and the leadership and the true American heart to do that yet. So maybe, maybe one day we'll get one that'll, that'll do that. Now, the one thing that, that does make it not near as bad as like the NCAA games. And I understand why they do it is the game kicks at five o'clock here in Iowa. So six o'clock at East, you know, obviously. So it is done by nine 30, 10, depending where you live, nine or 10 o'clock or even before, so you're not up till 11 o'clock or midnight. Like the NCAA football game didn't start till eight o'clock. It's not. So if you're in the Eastern time zone starts at nine o'clock, it's not over till midnight, maybe even after you're a kid, you got to go to school the next day or just as a normal person. A lot of people don't stay up till midnight and can get up the next morning and go to work. Uh, so the NFL does do that. Correct. And it's easier to do that on a Sunday. You know, it'd be hard to start at five o'clock on a, on a Monday night where we're out on the West coast, it's three o'clock people right in the middle of their work day. So people aren't going to watch that, you know? So I do understand having that Sunday at five o'clock works pretty good because it does get it done without it being too late. And I understand why the NCAA, as long as it's on Monday, you can't start it at five o'clock. Yeah, no, you're right. It Monday is different because you know, the majority of the country is at work. So you talk about the West Coast and even here in the mountain time zone a little bit, uh, there'd be people that could be at work still and not be able to watch. So that they're not going to do that. And, I, and ultimately, I think th they're never going to move it from Sunday just because if we're talking Sunday to Saturday, let's, that's what I mean, because it's an extra day of media. It's an extra day of all the sports talk shows. 80% of the talk or 90 is all about NFL. That's what the NFL wants. So they're not going to shorten it by a day because no. that extra day is for them. Like I said, we just need the NFL and and somebody to come in and say, hey, you know, America, Monday off work and yeah. enjoy, your, well, enjoy your day. <laughs> you just think about what the NFL keeps doing. You know, they added a week this year. So now the Super Bowl is in the middle of February. It used to be, you know, well, you go back a long time ago. It was early middle, January. It, it was the middle of, you know, early to mid-January. And then it, it did keep getting back. And But, like, you know, I remember, and I, it was – like today in, in sports history from like February 2nd to the 6th was a Tom Brady Super Bowl win along with like four other Super Bowls. You know, usually that first week of February was a Super Bowl. And now with that extra week, it's all the way uh, to the 12th. Uh, well, it'll be the 13th of uh, February. So essentially Valentine's Day. So, yeah. So Monday night's going to be everybody. Everybody's going to be tired from the Super Bowl, go to work. And then Monday night, everybody's got to go out to eat with their significant others and so it's going to be a long few days well that's right i mean everyone that's dating or married you know they they need to recover on monday so they can go out and take their like you said the partner out for a good dinner or, or whatever they got to do uh so yeah i mean just more more of a reason to make yep. it a holiday in my opinion i agree i'm with you trev i vote for whoever does that as well um so did you what kind of thoughts did you have on the game do you did you want to get into like any type of MVP odds, storylines, anything else you've heard? That I, I did hear one that um, just kind of, I, I don't, and it depends where you look, obviously, but McPherson being a hundred to one. I bet him at 150 to one at $5. Okay. So, and, and I was listening to two guys talk today on, on uh, sport. I think it was Miller and Condon uh, here in the uh, Iowa here. And they're like, the only way the kicker gets the MVP is if it's like 15 to 14 and he kicks a 50 yard yarder to win it. But still, 
five dollars at 100 to one or you know 150 to one and like the one older guy said people waste more than five dollars on a cup of coffee every morning so throw it on there and have some fun um but yeah you know obviously the quarterbacks uh you know probably going to get it the winning quarterback as long as they have a game um and then you know another one 80 to one was jalen ramsey and they were saying kind of like think about um Larry Brown with the Cowboys, two picks, yep. MVP honors. That could Dexter happen. Jackson you know, back in the day. If if the Rams get pressure on Burrow, which they should, you know, they've proven they can't protect him. And then the Rams have some of the best defensive linemen in football. Those D-backs are going to have a chance. So, <clears throat> excuse me there. But Ramsey could have a couple picks and one pick six and – you know, if the score is 21-14 and that's the difference in the game, you know, that that definitely could happen as well. And that's good money too. Five, 10, 15 bucks on 80 to one is is pretty good. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100 percent And my kind of thoughts on this were whatever team you think is going to win, you throw a bet on the quarterback because right. the quarterbacks. But I, I think when it comes to the Rams, especially, there still seems to be a little bit of this hate or something against Stafford, a lot of the comments I read. So I think you can find some value on Rams players. Uh, you know, Cup at six to one, I'd, I'd rather he be at eight or 10 to one, but I get it. OBJ at 22 to one, I already bet on. I bet on Aaron Donald at 16 to one. Yeah, because that's another guy, you know, he gets, uh, you know, he has three sacks on the day and a, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, you know, in a close football game. That's the chain. That's the difference. That's a heck of a game right there. And, you know, Stafford has two touchdowns and one pick and yep. everybody only scores one touch, you know, one touchdown is, you know, say it's 28, 21, they win cup has a receiving touchdown. Acres has a rushing touchdown and Stafford ran one in, you know, so no one has an outstanding game. Yeah. I mean, I see it. I mean, I, I, that's where the money should go. Yeah, it, you got to pick one of the quarterbacks probably. And then you, yep. again, for the for the Bengals, though, besides Burrow, if the Bengals win, I mean, it's, he's going to be tough not to vote for, depending on how the game goes, of course. But I, I, I believe say, if I, – I think if the Bengals win, Burrow will be the MVP unless their defense scores like three touchdowns – like one guy scores a couple touchdowns. Or like we said, McPherson kicks right. – six field goals or makes a yep. six game winner or something. But, yep. but with the Rams, I feel like there's a little bit more opportunity for Stafford not to get it, even if they win the game. Yes. Like you mentioned, if he has 290 yards passing, two touchdowns, a pick, well, they, they can choose to give it to the one of the receivers if they have a big game, Donald, Ramsey, even Bob Miller yep. at 45 or 50 to one. Mm -hmm. So pick one of the quarterbacks if, if you really want to, and then pick two, three, four other guys with some long shot odds and, like I said, as long as the money makes sense, that's that's the way I would do it. Whatever team you think is going to win, obviously bet on the quarterback, yep. and then maybe maybe pick a couple other guys in there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that that McPherson's he's, that's kind of a fun one, just because he has won it in every one, and then he, you know he's a rookie and he talks about it, which is fun. Well, I think he's one kick away from the most made field goals in a single playoff. That, that could be. I, I don't know that. I think he's made – I can't remember what the number was, but I think if he makes one field goal in the Super Bowl, he'll, he'll pass Vinatieri for the most made field goals in one one playoff stretch. So, uh, 
they, they talked about him where he, he did a practice kick um, on the sideline and was it where he's like, yep, we're going to go to the AFC yeah. championship game. So you, typically you don't hear a lot from kickers. They're the, the quiet guys, but special teams I love. So that kind of, that gets me excited. Like I said, I already threw a bet on him. That was the first bet I made of the Super Bowl just for, just for fun. You know, no, I, like I get that. I, and I know you love Mac, McAfee or, or McAtee there from uh, on the thing. There's a good story with him when he got to Indianapolis and I don't know if Caldwell was still the coach or who it was. And he asked something about kicking or whatever. And, and the head coach goes, we still have Vinatieri, right? <laughs> it's like, you're not kicking. <laughs> yeah, and he did do some kicking, though, after, you know, Vinatieri was yeah. gone and he some spot duty. And uh, if you ever get a chance, if you're bored, look up top 10 Pat McAfee moments playing. And probably my favorite, probably my favorite play in football history is him recovering his own onside kick. I think just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But again, you gotta be kind of a special teams nerd like that. Most people hate special teams. Oh, that's, I, no, I, I love that. But I just thought it was funny that the coach goes, Vinatieri's still here, right? <laughs> like you're not kicking it. As long as he's here, you're not kicking. <laughs> His coaches used to joke around, even uh, Rich Rod at West Virginia. He's like, yeah, you know, Pat was kind of a, a bigger guy, could maybe play linebacker, or he had some, you know, he had a decent arm on him right. for a non-quarterback. And right. it just, if you watch that show enough, you kind of know some of the stories. And Well, and then just, I mean, that's what people, people forget. Most of those kickers and punters probably were their quarterback in high school or, the, you know, they're the best one, of their best, on the team. one of their best athletes in the school, probably the best athlete in the school. It's just they decided to go that way. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that, yeah, most of those guys could go help their team. Now, they probably wouldn't be a star, uh, but especially some of the bigger, more punters than kickers. Kickers are usually smaller, but especially like the punters, I mean, they're getting big. Those guys can play something, you know. Yeah, McAfee's not the, well, I don't know how tall he is, but. Looking at him just on like a show and stuff, he he looks big enough. I mean, he's yeah. he's done big hits in games, and um, anyway, he, he's a fun one to watch. He had an interesting day today in LA. I don't know if you watched it or not. I didn't watch him today. No. Um, Carson Palmer came in, and Carson Palmer has a CBD lotion or something. <laughs> and uh, well, if you know Pat McAfee, he's not scared to mess around with that kind of stuff and he right. rubbed all his arms and face and then he had like a breakdown because he put too much on and he's crying and he's trying to keep the show going and like I said if you watch the show you'll you kind of know what I mean but if if you haven't seen it he's he's in tears and he's just trying to to keep it together because he uh he went a little overboard we'll call it <laughs> yeah that put too much of any it doesn't matter what it is you put too much of anything on it doesn't good it's not good but um, let's just let's kind of break down the game. Obviously, you know, Joe Burrow's the the name of the game for the Bengals. We kind of talked about that. And then really, I think it's the offensive line from the Bengals versus the defense, especially the D line of the Rams. You know, you got Aaron Donald, you got Von Miller, two of the best linemen and pass rushers in football going against that Bengals offensive line where Joe Burrow is sacked more than anybody in football. Yeah, and, and one thing I'm wondering about is, and we're going to get into our picks probably at the end, my heart wants me to go one way, but my head's telling me to go another. And kind of I'm guessing I'm the same. And 
The only thing I would say, though, is this offensive line for the Bengals, for the most part, it's not the same as the Chiefs. Last year, the Chiefs, I think, had three guys that had to switch positions yeah, or become starters. These linemen, I think, for the Bengals, Riley Reef got hurt earlier in the year or later in the year for the Bengals, but they've all kind of played together a little bit. So this isn't their first time like it was with the Chiefs. And I almost wonder, you're right, though, that is, that's going to be the key. And in the first two or three series, we're going to know a lot. And but I almost wonder if these Bengals O-linemen are going to – that's all they're hearing this week. Oh, yeah. How terrible they are. And, again, we talk about all the time, this is the NFL. This isn't Alabama versus Citadel. Mm-hmm. If they come out with their A game, they, they, they can dominate and they can hold Darnold and Von Miller. Yeah, essentially what, tough, but. what they have to do and, and their, their coaching staff and, and everything, they just have to help each other. I mean, the, the offensive line is a unit, way more than the rest of football. Um, it's way more of a unit. You're not going to stop Aaron Donald and Von Miller on every play. You have to slow them down, and you have to work together to not get creases that, yeah, you, you double-team Donald, he gets nowhere, but then the other guy's coming off the edge, and he smokes them. So that doesn't work either, you know. So they just – they got to have a game plan to – and work with Joe Burrow, where do you want that pocket to be and just form that pocket the best they can and then go. And, and that's where the running back uh, and, and the running game will help. They just have to run enough to, you know, slow that line down a little bit and not throw it every down. Yeah, absolutely. Get Joe Mixon, the running game going, uh, maybe some quick screens, some bubbles, get the ball out quick that way we're Donald Von Miller whoever that, that just doesn't have enough time to get there yep. and again you can't do that every play but if you have one or two a series that you know, keeps the ball moving you're running fill position I think I think that'll be key and, and Mixon is a you know people forget that he was really 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 good and probably a, a top running back in the draft not necessarily a first rounder just because they don't draft him there anymore but Definitely a sec. I don't know where he got picked for sure, but not as high as he should up because of his issues at Oklahoma. Um, he had some domestic things and, and a fight at the bar and stuff like that. Um, so there were issues there at Oklahoma that caused him not to get drafted probably where he should have. So Cincinnati's kind of got a steal with him there. Um, he's better than you would think if you look at where he got drafted and everything. He's a really, really good running back. Absolutely. I, just, I looked it up while you said because I, I was trying to think, was it second or third round, and it was second. Yeah, um, but he's probably a first-round draft, probably a first-round talent. Right, a talent. Now, if you want to get in the debate of running backs in the first round, we'll, we'll save that for a few weeks because we'll do our uh, combine. Now we're gonna, well, we can do it. It's going to be right here, and it's front and center with Brees Hall here from Iowa State, best mm-hmm. running back in the draft. And I, I was watching a thing this weekend, and they have him 40th. You know, so that's not even the top two or three picks of the second round. That's starting to get to the middle part of the second round. Yeah, and that's – running backs are always going to be devalued and and probably so with the way the game goes in a way. But, again, situational running, like you said, they don't have to run for 200 yards. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't need to run for 100 yards and three touchdowns to win this. For If he actually does run for 100 yards, they probably don't win. I would guess. I mean, I think they need Burrow to be all world to win. Well, I, if they could control the clock, but, you know, like second and sixes, if they decide to run it, 
can he get the first down or can he get him to a third and short where they can have a QB sneak, another run? It's, it's things like that. I mean, and I get caught up in it too. It's easy to look at stats, but when you go back and watch each game individually or, or look back on it, I mean, it's all about the situations. Right. Especially in the second half, of course, but again, it doesn't need to be any certain stat. I know sometimes we bring it up just for the fun of conversation, but can he, can he be a factor when he needs to be a factor in the game? Right. And, and, you know, speaking of that game by game, Bill Belichick is huge on that. And we talked about this several weeks ago when Buffalo played New England and it was like minus 50 degrees and 50 mile an hour wind, you know, Belichick threw the ball three times. He knew he couldn't throw it. He's, he had a whole game plan just for that game. It doesn't matter what he did. You know, he could have had Tom Brady there with Randy Moss and he probably still would have done the same thing. Cause that's how you were going to win that game that day, you know, probably a little more passing just because you trust right. him a little more, but, but the, the point is you're trying to win one football game. And especially this one where, you know, there's no tomorrow for either team. It's you're trying to win this football game. What gives my team, our team, the best chance to win? You know, is it if it's Joe Mixon running it, you know, 50 times for 250 yards and three touchdowns? If that's what I think, it's not. I'm telling you, tell them that right now. But if that's what their coaching staff decides they need to do, then they need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, I mean, Belichick's the, the best at that. And I remember when we talked about that later in the season. Um, I was in near Salt Lake City. I remember doing that podcast with you. And if you're right, they threw it three times. I think Josh Allen is somewhere between 20 and 30 times. Yeah, I think. They, they threw it, I mean, almost normal. Right. Like, yeah, pretty much like a normal game. And Belichick adapted to the situation. And again, this will be in a good environment. We talked about the heat a little bit. I, I don't know what kind of air control they have there. But, you know, you're right. Whatever they decide they need to do, stick to the game plan. But Again, that kind of goes back to my point about the Bengals in the second half with their defense. Their defense is really good in the second half, and it, maybe they've got just a really good at adjusting at halftime. But that'll be something to keep an eye on. Of, say if the if the Rams are up to a seventeen to ten lead, I mean that's not safe with the way the Bengals have been playing. No, this. no, and then you know, and this we'll we'll talk about, but it looks to be that the Rams offense coordinator is going to go to the Vikings. So, you know, his attention's been diverted. You know, it's not like college where he's out recruiting. He's, he's not working for the Vikings yet. I mean, and he really doesn't have anything to do with them yet, but still he had to devote time and, and he's made some calls and, and he's called, he knows his coaching staff rough. I mean, so there's been just some diversion, you know, of focus, um, now those guys are professionals and they're still doing their job. And, you know, that's, what's nice about this two weeks is they probably did take a couple days off, you know, they need it. I mean, they've had a long, they've been going since July, um, take a day or two off. And those guys really don't take days off, but maybe just not into the office. Um, but still that, that, you know, that's going to be a, a thing if the Rams don't come out great on offense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it might just be a day or two where he was distracted for the hiring process and all that. But someone, either he, his wife, an agent, real estate, they have to start looking at houses, places to live. They have to put their place up for sale where they're living now. Um, the tickets to the game. I, I always hear a lot of players and coaches talk about that every Super yeah. Bowl week. They talk about 
that's kind of insane because you get extra tickets, I believe, or at least the star players do. And <laughs> that, that turns into a big deal. And it just turns into an extra couple hours of work every day that you didn't typically have. And, and that's right with a, with a coach that is going to be a, a head coach eventually after the game. I mean, some of his time is going to that. You hope it's not a lot of it, but some of it has to just out of natural. You, I mean, you got to find a place to live. You got to move. Right. You gotta and, 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 and I don't know if finding a place, they're not worried about that right now. Um, his wife, well, might, well, his, his wife might be his wife. Um, yes. But, but, but the money those guys are making, they don't have to sell their home to go buy another one. No, no, no. And, I didn't and, mean and, like and that. The, and those guys, They'll go live in a hotel. They're like you, Trevor. They'll go live in a hotel for a while. The Vikings will put them up for a while. Or the Vikings actually might even own four or five houses in Minneapolis for transitional people like this, you know. And, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, the Wolf fam or whoever owns the teams, you know, owns – because they know it just doesn't – like you were saying, it doesn't happen overnight. You got to, you know, move and everything else. It just doesn't happen. But, yet, and I know, like, coaches at Iowa State – They'll sleep in the office, you know, or sleep in a hotel and, you know, just, you know, shoot with the facilities. Now the facilities have everything they need. They've got, you know, dining halls and showers and everything. They probably really don't have beds, but they got couches. They got, you know, you basically could live in them if you needed to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like full time. But no, you're right. I mean, that, that is a good point. I mean, the Vikings probably do have some properties where, a coach or whoever could stay for a night or a week or a month, yep. whatever it needs to be. But yeah, and, and you know, we'll put them up in the hotel. They don't care. Money's not an object. No, they're they're not staying at a motel six or anything like that. So not that not that anyone needs to feel sorry for them. They just there's things to figure out, you know, kids going to new schools. Yep. Just there's a lot when you move. I I just know that from experience and not that I'm making the money that they do, but moving there's always there's always a few extra things moving that you you forget about or you don't think about yep. and like you said that could, you know you hope he's not distracted uh he's probably not but it definitely is taking up some of his time it's right and, and, and it will not come to any you know it won't be a story unless unless the rams come out and play really bad on offense that's the only time it becomes a story Oh, and I don't, and I don't know. Does Sean McVay call the plays? I mean, I don't even know that. Good question. I, I, I don't. Know. I would Sean assume McVay so. Such a, he's such a wild man on the sideline. I guess I've never really looked into it because he, he's always running around. I, I know he has control over like the timeouts, challenges, like you know, like almost every head coach does, I believe. But he's such a, he gets so fiery on the sideline, and that's that brings up a good point. You probably heard it already. He he admits that he. He overthought the first Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he takes it full responsibility for losing that Super Bowl. He said he, he wasn't prepared. He got out coached. He just was not, he did not put his team in the best situation. And he admits that 100%. And they didn't even lose by that much. No. I mean, it wasn't like a blowout or nothing. It was, that game was close going into the, I think it was the fourth quarter until Gronk had that big catch. And then I think the, the Patriots took a lead 10 to three or something like that. If I remember off the top of my head, but yep. that's, I wonder if that's going to be a, an advantage for, for the Rams. I, I think it is going to be, we'll kind of get in some picks, but, and some stuff as we get toward the end here, whatever you want to, but I, I Sean McVay seems like a smart enough guy that he yep. probably learned from his mistakes and probably going to make the, 
the correct adjustments. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't know this, but I'm assuming Zach Taylor was on the staff during that Super Bowl. I believe he was. Yes. So, so he knows what McVay did, and he knows, you know, obviously, and he was on staff for one more year after that. So, obviously, they reflected, and he knows what he would have liked to have done differently. Um, so that's so one. There, there's two ways of looking at. He knows what McVay is going to do to change it. And then two, he knows what didn't work, you know, and, and we'll try to help that with the Bengals. Now, here is a funny thing on uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay in 2003 was Georgia's high school football player of the year. Over Calvin he, Johnson. He, over Calvin Johnson. That, that's the greatest thing ever. I didn't mean to steal that from you, but I saw it. So I didn't. No, I did too. That's, that's, that's just great. That's a great story. That is that is a good one. That's it's tough to believe. I you know, Calvin Johnson, the freak athlete that he that he was, and still could be probably if he wanted to. Oh, he could still be playing if he wanted. Absolutely. And then McVay's already a head coach, and but this will be his second Super Bowl in thirty six years old. Yeah. So I mean, and then vice versa. That I mean, Sean McVay knows Taylor's tendencies. Yep. Maybe some of the strengths and weaknesses. It could be a big chess match. I mean, I I really hope it's a good game. The, one thing I'll say is I, I'm not probably going to be upset. I'm going to be happy either way. Right. Yeah. I, my, I've got no skin in the game. I really don't care. It's not, I, I won't be mad or sad either way. I'm just glad it's, it's some new teams. I, I know the Rams were there recently, but Stafford and OBJ makes it feel a little bit, makes it feel a little bit different, you know, sort of a different team. But I mean, my heart's pulling for the Rams just because Stafford's getting toward the end. Um, but again, I'm not going to be upset if the Bengals and Joe Burrow win just because that'll be an awesome story. Uh, he'll be smoking cigars after. And oh, absolutely. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, it's going to be a great finish, hopefully, to the season. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, and the one thing I'd like to see, you know, uh, if the Bengals win is it goes to show you that, you know, you can turn it around. And uh, what's going to happen again, and it's already becoming shorter and shorter, is that leash for those coaches are just going to keep getting less and less. And, and that, I don't, that's not a good thing, but it is good for the NFL to have a team not be good for a long time, get a new coaching staff, get a new culture philosophy, pick a good, you know, when you draft a good player and number one and a quarterback and it works, you can be good very quickly. No, you're right. It, it's not necessarily good for the coaches because, uh, some will probably end up getting fired quicker than they should, uh, right or wrong. But it does put some pressure on franchises now. If Well, I mean, it already does with the Bengals being there, but especially if they win. You, you look at Detroit, the Jags, the Jets. Yep, they've all been able to pick number one and yeah. add whoever they wanted. They could draft whoever they want, and it doesn't work. Yep, exactly. So it, it shows you it can be done pretty quickly. Not always the case, but it can be done. So it, it just – goes to show that you got to have the right people, the right roles. Who, who are you bringing in? You know, like with the Texans, right or wrong, there's a lot of rumors. They're very religious down there looking for religious players to come in. And again, not to get too crazy uh, political on here, but you wonder if free agents, some might want to go there and some might not. I mean, right. most football players, at least from what I've seen, are pretty religious. So mm-hmm. they're just passionate people about that. But some aren't, I would assume. And you wonder about those things. So there's there's a lot of ways to build a team, um, but 
obviously got to get the quarterback and the coach right, but the Bengals are proven now that once you do that, you can you just start winning in a hurry. Yeah, and, and and people are forgetting a little bit. You know, Burrow played most of the year last year, but he is just barely over a year removed from a torn ACL, and he's doing this. I mean, December of last year, he tore his ACL. The, the Joe Burrow effect, man, it's it's gotten me so confused in this game. This whole season's been confusing to me. Last year, if oh. you remember talking, I had a pretty good feeling, at least oh. in my gut, of what was going to happen this year. I, I didn't at all. Yeah, you, you had the Buccaneers early, 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 early. Um, you could just see what you saw. Was, but, but it's been all – and you're 100% right. It's been all year. You, you've had teams that are double-digit dogs win. You've had – you know, it's just been, you know, well, first game of the year, the Packers, essentially, you know, the best team in football, really. If you want to get down to it, they probably were the best team throughout the regular season get smoked by the Saints first game. Saints aren't good, you know, I mean. And then, they, and then the Packers go on a run to become, yeah, like I, mean, I said, during the regular season anyway, the best team. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, I mean. It's been a crazy season, and I'm, I'm ex- I just hope it's a good game. Yep. I said my heart's pulling for Stafford, but if Joe Burr and the Bengals win, I'm going to be pretty close to just as happy if – we'll see how the game goes, I guess, and what all happens. All right, all right so let's go ahead. Let's, let's make your picks. Pick your MVP. And then pick uh, the game and the score. Okay, so about an hour before we got on here, I wrote down about seven different scores. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, maybe this, I could see this. Maybe, you know, Joe Burrow kind of goes off. Um, my, my final one is Rams 27, Bengals 24. I think Rams jump out to a little bit of a quick lead. The Bengals make a comeback at the end, but it's just too much or too much too late for him to come back from. And I'm going to go Stafford MVP, uh, but my heart tells me there's something about this Burrow guy that's he's going to overcome it. But my head tells me stick with the Rams because they got the better defensive players, the O-line situation. Again, I'm, I'm going back to my roots of football, just like you probably do. O-line matters as much as anything as we've seen in years past. So I don't feel great about it, but I am taking the Rams just because they got Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Ramsey, Stafford, Andrew Whitworth. They've, they've got some real, real veterans that play this league at a high level. And I think the, that the Rams have the best players and it's not close. They have the most, they have the most like four and five star players of any team in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're five-star players that are in college, five-star recruits from high school, they are in the NFL. Cam Akers is a five-star. Stafford's a five-star. You know, Ramsey was a high-force. You know, they've got good players. You know, like Burrow's a three-star. He's not even a four-star. You know, so if you're going by players, it's definitely the Rams. So well, now, now you make me want to pick the Bengals because, again, we, <laughs> this is the problem because we, we talk about all the time the NFL. The, the, these teams are not from best to worst even, but – we'll call it best of the top half. It's not that far off sometimes. I mean, any any given Sunday, right? I mean, one game, these guys have the ability to be all-stars for one week or for for one game, I should say. So I'm I'm picking the Rams, but man, I I don't feel great about it, to be honest. All right. 31-28 Bengals on a McPherson field goal to end it very close to the end. I just – my head tells me the Rams, but my heart's just say the it's the Bengals year. I mean, Rams have everything. 
And it's almost like it's just one of those you look at the, the amount of money getting bet on the Rams and that's the public and you just want to go you want to bet against the public. That's really what it is. Um, but yeah, 31, 28 Bengals, Joe Burrow's the MVP. Um, McPherson hits the game winner though. Okay. So what, what do you say there? Cause I, I'm going to go back to my first score. I had written down to compare it. 31, 28 Bengals. Okay. So my, my initial gut score that I wrote down the first time, cause I have them all X'd out here. Cause I thought it'd be fun to look back on it. <laughs> I had Bengals 33 Rams 31. So yeah. I was on your side and I thought, I thought McPherson hits a game-winning field goal. The Bengals get the ball back with under a minute. Burrow leads him down. But then I'm like, well, I'm always big on O-line, D-line. Oh, I, I got to stick to my roots. But then I'm like, my heart tells me that this Joe Burrow is different. There's something about him. I, this is a tough one for me. Like years past, I mean, not everyone, but like last year, the Bucks, I, was, I felt pretty confident about that. I remember years ago when – Peyton Manning's last year with the with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people were picking the Panthers because right. they were. I think they were seventeen and one going in that game. Yep. Cam Newton was the MVP. The offense was high flying, but I just thought the veteran leadership, the defense, the Broncos have pulled through. Those were two I felt really good about. Uh, there's been others. I you know 50 This one, I got no idea. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm taking the Rams to win by three. I'm taking the Bengals plus four and a half. Uh, but I. I mean, I, I don't feel that great about it either way. I, I'm with, I mean, it, it is. And I, I just hope it's a good game. Um, hopefully, I mean, you know. You like any, to... uh, I, I forgot to look at this, but do you have any prop bets you like? Do you look at any, anything you like betting on? What Or what, some things you like about the Super Bowl other than the game? I mean, obviously the commercials and stuff, but. And, and, and the, you know, it's, honestly, the Super Bowl is, you know, I'm interested to see the halftime show because it's straight out of like 1998, like, you know, right out of my era. It's right when I was in high school, senior in high school, 98, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, you know, Eminem. I mean, that's straight out of my, you know, Kendrick Lamar. That's not my, th- you know, but he's just the new version of that. Mm. Um, commercials, I don't like as much anymore because you can see them all now online before. Um, you so, know, very, can. I, I can't very few of them are brand, brand new. And then they also repeat them. They used to not repeat them in the Super Bowl. And now they get the same ones repeated. I don't know. Uh, I just don't think they're as good as they used to be, but we'll see. Yeah. And I, the halftime, I am looking forward to halftime. I'm with you there. And the Super Bowl's commercial, um, I'm looking forward to Budweiser. They usually do oh, a yeah. good job most of the time. The Doritos usually has a funny one. Yep. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of new gambling. Yeah, ones out there that that hopefully are good. Maybe Pat McAfee will make an appearance, or or who knows what. But yeah, I mean, as far as like uh, prop bets, I, I I forgot to look the the app I get on. I couldn't get them to load for some reason, so I I didn't really know what the prop bets were. But well, in Iowa, you know, we can't bet on them, so you can't bet on the props, right? Okay, I didn't. I didn't. That's weird. You can bet on. Yeah, there's certain there's certain props that you can't bet on. I, I shouldn't say we can't bet on any of them, but there's certain ones we can't. Certain ones. That's strange. Like, yeah, I mean, like we can't bet on who's going to win the Heisman or who's going to win the MVP. Really? Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's weird. I don't understand that, but whatever. <laughs> maybe the uh, maybe the SEC doesn't want you guys voting on, uh, on Heisman so they can keep winning them, even though they probably deserve them. But, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people vote on uh, coin flip, 
national yeah. anthem time, you know, all that stuff. But I'll, I'll probably look into a few. And I know there's some parlays I'll I'll probably bet on, but I did. All I right. So, good. so, so here's, I, here's a couple that came up on DraftKings. Uh, over 273 for Burrow. Yes or no? I'd go under. And then Stafford's 281 and a half. I, I might go under on both of them. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, I, those numbers are right there. Um, Acres, uh, 62 and a half. Over. Jamar Chase, um, four and a half for rushing. I don't know why they have him rushing. Four and a half. I'll go over. I, I could see them giving him a two handoffs. I'll go over on that one. You're four and a half yards. Is that uh, yeah. right? I, yep. I'd go over on that. Maybe get yeah, one, one reverse or whatever. Yeah, I'd go over on that one. All right. Now, here's some other ones. Either team will score on their opening drive. So, either only one has to score on their opening drive. Yeah, right? either team to score a touchdown on their opening drive. I'd say no. Minus one four. You got to pay the juice on that one. Um, team to have the longest drive in yards, resulting in the touchdown. Rams or the Bengals? I'll go the Bengals because I think they can end up in worse field position more times than than the Rams. They're even money. That'd be a good bet. Um, let's see. It's going to be awful when we go back and look at this. All these guesses I'm making if I go like 0 for 15. <laughs> All right, here's here's some team ones. Net offensive yards for the Bengals, 365 and a half. Under. Uh, rushing yards, 85 and a half. Well, you said team yards. That doesn't include uh, kicking or punt returns, I assume. No, right? that's net offensive okay. yards. Okay, offensive yards. Sorry. Yeah, I go under there. What was the next one? Uh, rushing yards. 85 and a half. Rams defense has been pretty good against the run, I think. Uh, hell, I don't know. I'll go over on that one just for the hell of it. I've been going under on everything. Yeah. All right. So Bengals total fourth down conversions. A half. So you just have to get one. Yeah, I'll go over on that. Yeah, you got to pay the, super juice minus 175. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes – I mean – But again, only third, one. I mean, you're – you know, especially – if. The way the teams do it now, both these guys are young, analytic guys. They're going to go for it. And then if the Bengals are down at the end, they're going to go for it. And the, most of the time they get it, you know. Right. I, I get that one. I'd, I'd probably go over, even though I wouldn't want to uh, I wouldn't want to risk a lot of money on minus one. <laughs> no. Uh, total team points for the Bengals, 21 and a half. I would go over on that. Yeah. And I think I probably would, too, even though I my score was 24 for them. I, I think they're only averaging 24 points in the playoffs. So you figure the Super Bowl, it could be a little more amped up. Right. Uh, maybe they're nervous, but they're a young team too. So maybe they just don't care. Uh, I'd go over, but this has a potential to, I don't know. Most people are predicting the high scoring one. I see it somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And then the Rams team total is 26 and a half. And I had them at 27. So I guess I'd go over. I kind of like that it was rapid fire. I don't have to All right. uh, put so much thought into it. Bengals sacks, one and a half. Over. Uh, Rams sacks, three and a half. Under. 
But I think there'll be a lot of pressure, though, but under on three and a half. I think I'll be right at three. All right. Player to record the first sack. Sam Hubbard, the Bengals. Um, plus 700. You'd win a lot of money on that one. That would be a good one. Donald's 350. Von Miller's 400. Hendrickson's 500. And Floyd's 600. Floyd is a sneaky guy that could have a big game if they really focus on Miller and Donald. Like I was talking about, they kind of game plan for those two guys and, and leave him one-on-one -on -one with the guy. And if he can beat his guy, he could have a big game. He could. He, he's a forgotten guy, kind of. Um, not if you really pay attention, or like you just mentioned, or if you're a fan of the Rams or something. But everyone's talking about Darnold and, and Miller and Ramsey. But Floyd is a guy that's kind of being forgotten about a little bit. You're right. He could. He potentially could have a monster game, or just even a, just a really big play at the right time. All right. Here's a couple cross sport parlays, or uh, just kind of specials. What will be more, Atlanta Hawks total points or Cooper Cup receiving yards? <laughs> I literally have not watched one NBA game this year. So right, you got to think. You got to think a hundred. I mean, and and yeah, I know an NBA I team. An NBA team score hundred points. I mean, I'm going to go with. I'll go with Hawks. Nope, minus one hundred five. So that's the least. Well, minus one fifteen for. Cooper I think. Cup. I think. Either Coop's going to just destroy the game or he might be held in check just a touch. Okay, so what will be more, Jason Tatum threes made or L.A. Rams total touchdowns? Well, I assume Jason Tatum must not be very good at threes. Uh, well, he's not, like, great, great. Because you don't want some – you don't want, like, Steph Curry because you're not going to have, like, eight touchdowns in the game. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes – no, you're right. That makes sense. Tatum's a forward for the Celtics. Um. I mean, you're thinking like two or three or four, you know. I mean, what was his number at? Well, it's, it's not, which, what's, which one's going to be more? The Rams touchdowns or his made threes? I'll go with the Rams. Minus 200, yeah. So they okay. think the Rams, I mean, that's. What will be more, Trey Young made free throws or completed minutes by first score in Super Bowl 56? That's a hard one. <laughs> So wait a minute. How many minutes until the eight, first eight score? free throws, or completed minutes by the first? So, yeah. So you know, obviously, if the first touchdown doesn't happen for ten minutes, he's got to make ten free throws. That's kind of that's an interesting one. Is he pretty good at free throws? I yeah, no but but it's he has to still get there and make them. I'll go with. I'll go with the football one. Score. That's even money minus one ten each. See, I mean, I, and I agree with that because, you know, say he, I don't know what he averages. Let's just say he averages eight free throws a game. Eight minutes. That's a pretty quick touchdown, really. I mean, yeah, or Phil, or was a touchdown just a point? Any points? First score, so whatever. So okay. essentially, it's going to be: does the first team drive down and score? You know, if it's three or four minutes. Probably going to be Trey Young. You know, if both teams get it, probably be football, I would say. You know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, Trey Young, threes made or Cincinnati Bengals total touchdowns. Minus 115, minus 105, so a lot of e easy there. All right, here's a good one. Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown combined points or Jamar Chase's receiving yards. 
So let's say he I'll gets take, 100 I'll yards. Take their, I'll take their combined points. So you don't think he's going to have a big game then? Well, I mean. I mean, if, if he has 100 yards, that's 33 points a game for each of them. That'd be, that's, you know, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, true. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay. No, you you made I mean, it. Not I that one of them can't have 40, but the other, but one of them might only have Who are have the 20. three players? Who are the three? Go ahead Trey, again. Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. I don't know what they average a game. I, can, I don't watch the NBA that much, but that's still 33 points a game average if you think Chase is going to have 100 yards. You know, and if he has 150 yards, they got no chance. I mean, they'd have to each score 50, you know. I'm going to, okay, I, I'm rethinking this one. I'm going to go Chase because I, I just think him and Burrow are going to, even if it's late, he might get a big play right. on the final drive. And, and he's minus 125 and the other one's plus 105. Okay. So, I mean, I've my mind on that one. Yeah. I, and I would agree, I would agree with that. I would put my money on Jamar Chase. You know, he might not have it up until the final five minutes. Right, and then it's just total. Those are just kind of those are some fun ones. You know, just where you cross sport. And... No, that'd be good. I, I'll be interested to go back and listen. Th- those were yeah, those were on DraftKings. So how I did? Not that I'm putting any money on. No, those, those are just kind of fun to do. A few of those are interesting. That that was good. I'm glad you brought that up because I'll. I'll I'll go back and listen and see how I did. I'll, I'll tally it up. But uh, no, I, I guess that was fun. And I, I just wanted to say, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but I 56, I mean, I bet on 110 games this year on the spread. <laughs> All right. And went 56, 53 and one, including the playoffs. Okay. And then my final pick of the year is Bengals plus four and a half. So okay. I'll, uh, we'll see how we do there. I'll, Keep track next year. I think it'll be fun. I mean, yep. some I only do two or three. Some I do six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I guess that's my pick. And and you got the Bengals winning, so I'm sure you're gonna. Uh, obviously, you would take them plus four and a half. Yep. Uh, no doubt. So, no, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of a strange Super Bowl in a way. Again, you got Stafford coming from Detroit. A lot of people doubting him. Still not believing in him. You got the Bengals, who are the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Uh, but it, it's nice to have some new, some right. new faces. It, it's the first time that a quarterback, neither quarterback, has been in a Super Bowl in a long time. You know, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of new. One of them has been new, but you know, it's been Brady or Rogers or Roethlisberger or Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or you know, the great um, Joe, Joe Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Flacco. He made two of them. So, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick made it. Colin Kaepernick. Or wait, did Joe Flacco make two? I can't remember. He won like 10 or 12 playoff games. Now I can't remember if he made two or not, but I know he made one and won one, but maybe just one. I Now that I said that, but yeah, I, mean, I saw some crazy stat that this is the first time in like 20 years without these certain AFC quarterbacks in there. And yep. Well, yeah, For there was a long time that it was, it was man, Eli, or it was Peyton Manning in the AFC, Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. Like for 12 straight years, it was one of those guys. Just those three. Yeah, it, it's and now that I think about it, no, uh, I think Flacco only won one. So because yeah, you know Peyton went to three, right? Peyton went to three Super Bowls. Four, two with each, two, two with, with each. the Colts and two with the Broncos. Two and two in Super Bowls. Okay, four overall. Who did he lose to with the Colts? The Saints. Okay. Bounty Gate year. Yeah, because he beat the Bears, lost to the Saints. And then lost to Seattle. Seattle. And then, drumming, and then the beat Panthers. One yeah. versus the Panthers when the Panthers were hot. Yep. 
So no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Roethlisberger and went to three, right? Or I four? think that's. I think. Oh, I think or did three. he win? Did he win three? He was two and one, I believe. Okay. Two and one, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope it's a good game, and I don't know what I'm gonna do for it. I know Taylor's maybe having some people over in Omaha, but I don't know if I want to drive all the way there. Yeah. And, we were talking before we got started. If my internet doesn't get fixed, I might have to or route something because I can't be at home not watching the Super Bowl or streaming on my phone. That ain't gonna work. No, that, that's yeah. I say that's. I mean, I just I stream my TVs. Just I just stream. I have a Roku and I stream everything. That's what everybody says. Like Iowa State games are on ESPN Plus. It's streaming. I'm like, well. I click the same buttons to watch that as I do to watch CBS, you know, it's just a different, all the apps and I just click on it and I pay for ESPN plus. So it just comes up as one of my choices on ESPN. It's just like if I was going to the regular ESPN game. So, yeah, and you're only, you're just a few seconds behind streaming. Yep. It, it seems like, but no, we'll, uh, we'll uh, do a Super Bowl recap, obviously. And then maybe the week after we'll, yeah, we'll the week the week after me, I'm going to Florida that 20th through the 24th, so we may have to take a week off there. Uh, That's fine. We got plenty of time. Yeah. So. Nope. So. All right. We'll have fun and uh, let if you get back, you won't come all the way back here, but if you get back here, um, anytime, let me know. We'll hang out. Well, you never know. Maybe I'll be at the Elks in Oski for the Super Bowl. If, there if you go. Open. Who knows? But yeah, I'll I'll let you know, and uh, you have a good night. All right. Talk to you later, Trev. Yep, bye.